When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The past year has been a whirlwind, to say the least. Jeff and I use this show to champion mental health and to let every single person who listens to our show know that they are not alone. So I am talking to you right now. You are not alone. One of the most valuable tools I've learned in the years I've been taking care of my mental health is the power of reflection and community. Maybe your life during COVID was not bad. Maybe it was the most challenging year of your life. Regardless of where you are or where you were, I invite you to listen to this episode and to use it as a time to reflect on what you've been through the past year. In partnership with Northside Hospital, I invited a group of girlfriends who have never met each other to record an episode with me about the struggles women in particular have faced the past year in regards to our mental health. If you're new to this podcast and it is your very first time listening, my name is Callie Dollar. I have a husband named Jeff that I normally do this show with, Um, but today it's going to be me flying solo with my girlfriends, and I spent the pandemic pregnant for most of it. I have a seven-month-old daughter, so um, I'm going to be speaking from my experience of working in a corporate office completely through the pandemic and also being pregnant during the pandemic. So after a crazy year that none of us could have seen coming, let's all do a big group inhale and a big group exhale, and let's talk about it. The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to a bonus episode of The Upside, presented exclusively by Northside Hospital. Hi, I'm Sydney. I'm a wife and a mom of one with one on the way, and I work in corporate affairs. Hi, I'm Patricia. I am a wife and mom of two, and I am a finance manager at a preschool. Hi, I'm Lily. I'm currently in a relationship with someone and I own a Pilates studio. Tell me about where you were one year ago at this time. And when we're recording this, we're recording it in June of 2021. So this would be like, go back to June of 2020. So in June, that was about the time when they kind of cleared us to open our businesses back up. Um, So I was kind of playing around with that, seeing how people would feel about coming back to Pilates. And because you had to close down. Exactly. I had to close down for a couple months. And so we were kind of just all in the same boat. Like, how do we do this? How is it going to go with mask on? Um, So it was a little scary, just the unknown, not knowing if people were actually going to want to come back. Um, For me personally, I was I was still single. I was on the dating apps and trying to also navigate that personally, trying to figure out, okay, do I trust this person, you know, to go out on a date with them? (laughs) Like, 
where have they been? You know, because right. I, I own this business where like I have to be safe and I have to be healthy so that I can continue to teach and come into work every day. Yeah. Because if I get sick, my business has to close. So it was extremely important for me to find um, that balance of like still trying to meet someone, but also being safe for the people that I saw every day. Yeah. Cause that's your, I mean, that's your life, your livelihood and your business. When they said, okay, gyms, you have to close. What was, what was that? Like, do you remember what that was like for you? Oh yeah. So it was kind of crazy because this was in March and I was planning so much for the business. We were thriving. Everything was going so well. I was in Miami planning a a fitness retreat at this like wellness hotel. And they were giving me like the VIP experience, like showing me around, like, this is what you could do on your retreat. And, you know, we were kind of like sanitizing, but like no one really knew how bad it was about to get. Right. And I remember sitting, and this sounds like so bougie, but I was like (laughs) on the rooftop of this hotel, like at the pool, looking at the ocean, just like, this is so beautiful. And like getting like that news and then just like crying my eyes out. I was just like, I know this is bad. Like, it's not just going to be for a week. Like I knew that this would do something to the fitness industry and I didn't know where it was going to go. So it wasn't just the matter of like, how long am I going to close for? It's like, how is this going to affect fitness? You know, boutique fitness. Um, so yeah, it was, it was terrifying. (laughs) Sydney, what about you? A year ago, we were, um, working from home, of course, as we're still kind of doing now. But, um, I remember, you know, it's funny before the pandemic, we had finished out this attic space in our house and I thought, oh, in case I ever choose to work from home and who knew that I would spend <laughs> that's like the entire best timing life. ever <laughs> I know I spent my entire life in the attic now it feels like um but I'm so glad we did it um because uh, my daughter who was four at the time was home with us all day long <laughs> and my husband and I were trying to work and um it was just craziness and I had back-to-back meetings literally from maybe 9 a.m to 6 p.m scheduled back to back like not even time for a break for dinner for lunch um for bathroom break anything like that we were back to back um and then my daughter would just keep coming up and she would say mommy i need this mommy i want that mommy 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 <laughs> and i was just constantly trying to juggle and seem professional still at the same time while just managing chaos and trying to make sure i seemed really professional in the midst of all of this craziness. I think that was the the hard thing in the beginning. We all kind of felt like we needed to prove that we were working and prove that we could be just as productive, if not more productive from I feel home. like that's so true. And I mean, it's, it's funny because I think, you know, I know all three of you personally. And I think all of us kind of put on this, okay, we can handle this. We can handle this. Even yeah. though I think there were probably, at least for me, like a lot of tears and a lot of okay, I have no clue (laughs) what I'm doing here. So Patricia, what did that look like for you? Goodness. Um, It was the same thing. I felt like I just had to put on that I've got this face and get through it every step of the way. Um, My kids, when everything shut down, my kids were, my son was still at preschool with me. Um, And then my daughter was in second grade. So everything, everything shut down for us at the preschool, 
we had picture day the last day that we were there. Um, so everybody was dressed up and it was really cute because my son, I put a tie on him. And at the end of the day, his tie was like pulled down and he looked like he'd had the hardest day of work. And I'm like, same dude. You're like, yeah, yeah. I feel you completely. Because yep. at that point, we had no idea what was really happening. And we were all just kind of terrified. We've got at my preschool, we had 140 kids at the time. Um, it, that's a lot of little people to kind of yeah. keep safe and their families. And just we were worried about everybody. So they basically that was a Thursday. I remember like it was yesterday. It was a Thursday. And um, we finished out that day and we're like, all right, well, we're not coming back at least a week. And then it was um, we had spring break scheduled right after that. So all of us were like, definitely not coming back before spring break, but maybe right after that. And it's just every other day there was more information and more stuff. And we just had to adapt to that and adjust our plan. And finally, we just shut it all down. Um, we had teachers, at least at my school, we did do digital learning for the little ones for a while. But I mean, how much did they're in preschool? They're three, yeah, four or five years old. Like there's only so much we could do. We tried. We really did. And we kept our families happy. Um, my daughter was doing digital learning during that time. My son was running around because he doesn't know how to stop. Right. And I was just trying to hold it together. I had was, you ever worked from home in your role before? So never. this was like brand new. So you're brand like new. transitioning the kids to be home. Yes. And you're transitioning exactly. you to be home. Right. So was that hard on your relationship trying to figure out like a new flow of what in the world do we do? I mean, how do we – whose time is – going to be put where or if you're both working like okay well right. who gets to take the meeting and who has to say no and play parent I mean in my case my husband's a breadwinner and so it really came down to are we going to pay bills this month yeah. <laughs> are we or are we going to you know you going to take this on so and I'm very very blessed because at my job they are very flexible you know we're all parents and and we just understand yeah um so I, I was lucky. And yeah, no, I carried I carried that whole load. My husband would wake up in the morning. He would say good morning, have his breakfast, get his coffee, and go down to his hole in the basement. <laughs> and that's where he spent the day. Um, and we would just try to not step too hard. I hate <laughs> saying <laughs> that it hits different for women. Oh, it totally does. I think as women, we just kind of are just like, well, it's my job to figure everything out. Mm -hmm. Like, I just got to buck up and do it. Even though you're terrified, the reality is, now that we look back on it, what I would say to us a year ago is trying to handle all of this. Like, we don't have to know how to do that. Not only do we not have to know, but we're not wired to know how to deal with all of these things in our lives and our own emotional issues at the same time. So it's okay. Like, that's what I want to go back and tell all of us. You we know? still felt like we had to. Yeah. yeah. Completely. We do. Totally. Like, I don't think there was ever a moment where I really looked at my kids and was like, this sucks. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I, I did one time say it to my husband. I, we were sitting there <laughs> more than once probably. But we were sitting on the porch. It was a beautiful day. Had a wonderful time. We were very blessed. Nobody was sick. Everybody was fine. And I look at him. I was like, this is my worst nightmare. And he's like, but we're safe and you, you're in home with your family and we're having it. And I was like, no, this is awful. This yeah. is the worst ever. I just want to go out and talk to people and yeah. just be in the, and he's like, he, it didn't register in the moment. Yeah. He tried, 
but there's right. only so much. I think we definitely get. went through like the waves of like, oh my God, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to do? I miss this. I miss that. And then you'd remind yourself, okay, but what are the good parts? Right. Yeah. And you kind of like get high again and you're like, oh yeah, you know, I get to like downtime. I get to have more time for right. baths and hanging with family. And then you're back to like, oh my God, I can't wait for that. How long are we going to yeah. have to do this? Yeah. I don't yeah. want to take another bath. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> I think it's still like a weird emotional roller coaster, even though, because now we're kind of starting to see the light, but it's still, at least for me, comes with like a huge mixed bag of emotions. Um, what would you guys all say was the hardest part of the past year for you from Sydney? I think it was the uncertainty. Like how long are we going to have to do this for? How long are we going to? And, you know, like we said, we feel like we have to do it all as women. Often I feel like I'm the misfix it. I have to be the problem solver. I have to make everything okay. I have to make this fun. How can I turn this into a fun activity? <laughs> um, or can we, yeah. I need to take up a new hobby. You know, everybody was like baking and stuff. And I was like, I, I really <laughs> don't want to bake bread, guys. <laughs> do I have to bake bread? Um, but I just felt like I had to embrace it, but it was like, how long? And you don't know how long we, we were going to be going through all of this. And so that uncertainty and that feeling like we needed to keep up this happy, like, this is going to be okay. I can fix this. Um, I think that was the hardest thing. And, you know, another thing that's a interesting thing, you know, they sometimes call us like the sandwich generation. What was really interesting is like the idea that you know, we have these young people at home, but for some of us, we we're also worried about aging parents. Mm-hmm. And the this pandemic was, you know, disproportionately affecting older generations. So that was the other thing is that I felt not only that I didn't need to take care of my kid, but also I was worried about my parents and my husband's parents. And do we need to deliver food to them? Do we need to run errands for them? How do we keep them safe? So that was like a weird mixed bag too, where you're worried about both ends of the spectrum and you're just caught in the middle. If someone had been recording all of us All year. I mean, we were having a conversation um, like about Jeff's dad, you know, like my my father-in-law is in his 80s and, you know, Jeff's mom had just recently passed. So our goal was to go up there and see him every month and to take care of him and to make sure he was okay. He lives, you know, up north. And we had these conversations like, what if we get him sick and then we leave and come back? home and he's up there by himself or he's in the hospital and we can't be there even if we're up there you want to be able to see people but you also want to protect them and protect yourself and you don't know if you have it or if you've been somewhere that you know you were exposed and it's like that anxiety of like you know you coughed and you're like oh my god do I have it you know like it's like that like anxious feeling all the time of of just not knowing and you know, for me, I'm really close with my dad and I was, I was scared to see him. And all I wanted to do was just like, give him a big hug. And, you know, I was, I was alone living by myself. So I didn't see people hardly at all. I had two clients that I kind of kept with that we were both just like extremely safe, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I didn't see anybody. So I think that was probably the hardest part was just like being alone and, and anxious. All yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> Patricia, what about you? What would you say was the hardest part? I think really it's echoing all of yours. It's the uncertainty, the anxiety, the that feeling of who am I putting at risk because I'm living my life. So 
I was trying to give my kids some sort of sense of normalcy mm -hmm. within all the craziness and because they're still kids and right. I don't want them feeling my anxiety and I want them to be able to ride bikes or, or sometimes play with friends if they wanted to. And so thankfully we live in a neighborhood. Our neighbors were doing similar things. Yes. Yeah, so you guys had like your we little rod. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So my kids were able to play with them um, with my parents we're super close. I see my parents multiple times a week. Um, at that point, same as you, Lily, like I didn't hug my mom for two months and it killed me. Like yeah. the day that I was able to hug my mom where we were just like, whatever, man, mm -hmm. it's worth the risk. Like, yeah. We're doing this. <laughs> we're like, just don't breathe. Um, yeah. Everybody we, hold your breath. Yeah, One, two, three, hug. Breath, real quick, big hug. And we walked away. Um, but it was just really, really scary because I, and I would tell my husband, I'm like, these are calculated risks we're taking. Like my kids doing stuff or being outside with friends or going on a walk or whatever is going to see my parents. It was a calculated risk that I knew that if, if something happened and if I got one of my parents sick or somebody in my life got sick because of something I did, I would, I would feel awful. Like, yeah. There's just no coming back from that. For me. Right. And at the same so. time, you're like, I have to take care of like the mental health of my kids, right. you know what I mean? Like, how do I exactly. explain to mm -hmm. little kids, you know, I mean, any age, like I had a coworker who has teenagers who's like, I don't understand. Like, I want to go see my friends. Like I, they're being safe, I promise, you know, and they have to have a conversation about that. So it's like, it, no matter who it is, like having to make those decisions, mm -hmm. I think is super hard. And for me too, because I was still having to go into work during the whole thing and I was pregnant and thankfully, and I'm so grateful that I have amazing coworkers that were like, okay, we're going to make a bubble. We're not getting the pregnant lady sick. And we're, so it was kind of like, a, okay, solidarity. Like you kind of found your people, but then every once in a while you'd be like, oh, you're not, you know, being as safe as me, or I feel like I can't do that. And the awkwardness of like, how do I say, I don't feel comfortable with this. Yeah. So you have to navigate, you know, okay, is this healthy for everyone around me? Not just, you know, me, but how do I, how do I navigate that? What are some of the best things that you did for your self-care, your own mental health the past year, Patricia? So really the only thing that I did that was just for me was working out. Um, I have always consistently worked out. I tried before the pandemic, it was, you know, four to five times a week. Um, but I would go to a gym and then all the gyms shut down and I saw myself going crazy. And I, I'm like, I got to sweat. I have to move. I need to get the crazy out. Mm -hmm. So I threw myself into that and I was working out every single day. Um, I, I looked amazing. <laughs> and I felt yes, amazing. Yes. And I felt amazing. But, you know, it was definitely the one thing where I just, I, I had to tell my kids, I'm like, mama, mama needs an hour. Just yeah. give me an hour. That's all I need. Go zone out. I don't care. Whatever you're doing, go be a zombie. Just give me my hour. Um, normally it would end up just being 30, 40 minutes. And I was grateful for those 30 yes. to 40 minutes. Um, but that's really, that's all I really did for myself. Yeah. Outside of that, it was, it was for the kids or for the family or, yeah. you know, just putting on the happy face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lily. Well, first I want to say I'm really proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Because I did like this, you know, online program and I'd say 90% of people were like, Lily, I tried. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Too mm -hmm. many distractions, the kids, whatever else, like they could not stick with it. It's so. Hard. 
Good and for I was, you. I was not a person. I don't like to work out by myself. I don't like to work out yeah. at home. It's just, I need the loud music and the motivation yes. and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And having that taken away, it was definitely hard to stick to. Yeah. yeah. But I know myself and I, there's- You're like, there's I need no, it. I need it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sane enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. I have like, I'm like, I need it. Yeah. I Yeah. I definitely picked up a little more. Um sweat time in the past year yeah you did (laughs) (laughs) so best thing you did for your self-care or best couple of things so I spend the majority of my like normal work time inside the studio or at my desk so I'm inside all the time and I love being outside so during that two months that we were closed I would walk to the studio, which takes about like 35 minutes or so. That's awesome. I would like walk the park near my house and I would just like look at the trees and like, you know, take time to just like enjoy the little things of like spring and the colors changing and, and just like zoning out, you know, like just like not having to rush to the next thing and be like cooped up inside doing, you know, work. I was able to actually have a little more time for those little things that you just like don't really make time in your calendar for. That's been the best part for me too, I think. I didn't realize how much of my time I spent going places, you know, dinner or to get my hair done or whatever, but I'm also driving 20 minutes there. I'm driving 20 minutes. Like (laughs) everything takes way more time than I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just the, the not was kind of a nice thing. Um, You know, I'm going to ask you about the bunny, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) What's up with the bunny? Tell everyone about the bunny. So one of my friends was taking care of a bunny and she had to paint her house. And she's like, Lily, you can't be alone during the quarantine. Like you need a friend. I was like, I do need a friend. And she's like, take care of the bunny. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to? And she's like, no, take care of the bunny. So I got all the stuff. I got the cage. I got the carrots, cilantro, all the things. And I took care of a bunny for like a few months during quarantine. And like, it was the best decision I have ever made. I would come home and this little bunny would just hop over to me. So sweet. I'd like feed her carrots every day. We had our little routine. It's like a sense of purpose and like a sign of life. Yes. Like I would sit there and just talk to this bunny. I was going to ask if you talked to it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. I'm like, what are you thinking today? (laughs) Do you want to go do some burpees? with me (laughs) and like she would come in because I would film those workout videos almost every single day so I stayed in shape too she was was so cute yes and sometimes the bunny would like come hop on the mat I'm like oh you want to work out with me today it was was so fun yeah she was she did little bunny burpees but I think that's huge like I don't normally think mental health and like pets or other living things, but it really does. I don't know if it's like the unconditional love of an animal or what it is, but since the first week that I adopted a dog, it's so nice to like feel that love and it's just awesome. Sydney, yeah. what about you? What was it? What did you do really well um, for self care? You know, I am really grateful that I feel like it was. You know, it was maybe even end of March, maybe first week of April, one of my friends posted on Instagram and was talking about her therapist and how amazing her therapist is. And I was like, 
you know, I should really get a therapist <laughs> right now. And so I asked her a, little, a few questions about her therapist and immediately booked with this woman. And this woman, I've talked to her every single week. Um, That's since awesome. Then, every single week and never met her in person. How funny is that? Um, still haven't met her in person. We we're on Zoom exclusively, but I can't imagine what it would have been like the last year if I had not had that sounding board and that person to be able to just talk through stuff. And sometimes it's funny, like I would even think, maybe I should cancel this week. Everything seems okay. But as soon That's as I got, always, yeah, when, right? you're, when you have like the longest <laughs> sessions and you're going over, you're like, I really don't need it, but I'll show up this week. And then it's like two hours later and you're right. like, oh, um, we have to stop now. I have more to say. <laughs> so much more. I need to get out. Yeah, exactly. Who knew? Um, so it has been a game changer for me. And I feel like I can't imagine what this pandemic would have been like if I did not have that incredible person in my life. So I am super, super grateful to um, my therapist. Shout out to my doctor. Um, <laughs> shout out to my friend for sharing. You know, I feel like we yeah. have to share these resources and being willing to talk about you know, when we're seeking mental health, I think everybody should be in therapy. I know we've talked about this Oh my before. gosh. I, I talk about it all the time. I can't, like, there is not a rooftop high enough that I can climb on with my <laughs> megaphone and say, oh my gosh, therapy is the best ever. Yes. Therapy almost makes me feel more normal. Yeah. Because they're so invalidating, like, how I feel. And it's not, like, ping-ponging up there in my head. Like, you feel like you should be able to do it on your own. At least I do. But you don't have to. And there's no reason that you have to. And um, FYI, it's okay to ask for help. And um, I know I'm better for it. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I am so grateful for therapy. Sign me up. Can we please discuss virtual therapy this year and like how sitting at home in your pajamas <laughs> your therapist is like basically the greatest thing of all time? I asked my therapist if she was going to go back to her office and she said yes. And I'm like – can we still meet virtually? <laughs> because I would like to um, also not be in traffic on the way there. And also I would like to be in pajamas. <laughs> and I feel yep. like if I walked into your office in my jams, people would think I was really weird. <laughs> yeah. I've done a few sessions from my bed and I'm like, do I have to, especially when <laughs> early on when first trimester, I was feeling so sick and she did not care at all. She was like, <laughs> stay in your pajamas, stay in bed. I mean, what could be better? I think I had one session where I literally was like, I had two pillows propping my head up, but I was like full on <laughs> laying down and I had my, my knees up and my laptop, like sitting on top of my knees. I'm like, is this okay? <laughs> so it's like a whole new level of intimacy. I know, you know, all my like weird things in my head, but, um, this is getting this next level <laughs> intimate yes. with me laying in my bed. Um, so Lily, where are you now? And what are you hopeful for? Okay. So it's been a year and I think all the hard work has definitely paid off. Um, we are officially like back to full capacity. We are really busy at the studio, which makes me extremely happy that people didn't give up on boutique fitness. They still want to do it. So I'm like, thank goodness. Um, so that, that is just like, uh, it's such a relief. Um, it's also made me kind of think outside the box a little bit. You know, we're not just, you know, we might have to go back to online someday, you know, just like being prepared for like the what ifs, but now we know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Now we know what to expect. Um, so it's not as scary. 
um, during that time of using the dating apps and trying to figure out who was safe, who was not safe. Um, I did find someone who lived very close by, who worked from home, who has a really cute puppy mm-hmm. and really cute <laughs> face. <laughs> and we're still together and yeah. we've, we've been together since like September. So wow. I'm, I feel pretty content right now. I you look really great. happy. Yeah. I feel really grateful. It's just like, um, you know, it, we we did it. We made it through. Yeah. <laughs> when Lily first were were at um, Jeff and I, and I studio right now, and when Lily first walked up, I just like gave her the biggest hug because we started. Lily, I've been going to her Pilates studio for years now, and we have shared so many life moments because working out, I think, like we talked before, is a great form of therapy. And I remember. At the beginning of all of this, the uncertainty, I mean, I remember days where we would do like a virtual workout and I could see that your eyes were swollen and you were terrified. Mm-hmm. And to see you now is just so, I'm so proud of you and I'm just so excited for you because I know that, you know, um, this year has been crazy up and down. Even when we felt like we kind of got the hang of it, then you like don't all of a sudden and you're, you're shaking. Um what about you, Patricia? Where Where are you now? What are you hopeful for? Um. Well, now things are kind of getting back to normal. Um, we got through the school year healthy. Um, it was hard and couldn't breathe for part of it because yeah. everybody was masked up. And mm-hmm. um, but it was worth it because we got through it healthy and safe, and were able to keep everybody else safe around us as well. Um. Now I'm I'm just really hopeful to get life back to at least something like it was before. Um, I'd like to go to a concert. I would like I like to dance. Yes. I want to go <laughs> dancing. You know, I just want I want people and I'm not I'm a people person, but like yeah. I don't like people real close to me all the time. I'm all right. You want to bump up against yes, me? That's <laughs> fine. Let's, I just want somebody to bump up against me just one yeah. time, just so that I can look at you and give you that mean mug that you're yeah, talking about. Like, I'm looking for it. <laughs> but, you know, just to see people smiling and to even make eye contact. When everybody was wearing masks. Nobody was even making eye it contact. It was so anymore. weird. It was crazy. So that's really nice. I'm, I'm just, I'm hopeful for everything. I'm hopeful for life. Just let's, let's live, let's live life. And, and, you know, do you think this has forever changed the way that you view life? Like, are there things that you're like, you know what, the way that the way that things were before, like, I, I don't know that I'll go back to that. Or like, I know now for sure that fitness is something I got to do for me and it's a non-negotiable for me. Like, are there things that you've taken from the past year that you're like, I will take this with me? Definitely. Like that, the fitness thing, I I still work out. I work out at home. I haven't gone back to a gym. I probably should. But unfortunately, time doesn't really allow for that right Right. now. So I make it work like I can as I can. Um, That's, I don't know. Other than that, things that I would really like to stick around, just that sense of community, I guess, mm-hmm. with, with the people closest to me, that was really cool. Um, I ended, I, I have a bunch of group texts going on. Um, and in all of them, we all were saying the same thing. It was just, this sucks. This is hard, but it's going to be fine. We're all in it together. And if you need me, I'm right here. Yeah. Um, 
that was really cool just to see my people come together and, yeah. and feel that support even in a time that you felt so alone. And that was that was awesome. So I, I'm happy that that happened yeah. just because I was able to see that and yeah. feel that. What about you, Sydney? Where are you now? What are you hopeful for? Yeah. So, I mean, still working from home and I have a little one on the way um, next month. And I think that, you know, what's been really interesting is I know, I mean, you were pregnant last year and you were staying in as much yeah. as possible. So it's funny because now when I go places, um, you know, I'm still masked up and everything, but people stare at, at the <laughs> belly like you wouldn't believe. And I think, and people just smile. They just stare and they smile. And it's not like when I was pregnant a few years ago with my daughter, it's different. It's this different energy. It's like the symbol of new hope. life and hope yeah. and beginnings. And I even had a little, a sweet old couple come to me and they're like, we haven't seen a pregnant belly in so <laughs> like happy I could deliver. Um, so it is, it's just like this new birth and this new life. And I even got, I almost cried because the doctor, the OBGYN sent out a notice the other day and said, as you know, you know, spouses and significant others have not been able to come to right. doctor's appointments. Mm -hmm. And they said, if your spouse is vaccinated, they can come with <gasps> you. And I was like, Oh my God. My husband gets to come to my last OBGYN <laughs> appointment. So we were, uh, it's just feels like there's new energy and new life and, um, new hope. And so I'm, I'm feeling excited about that for sure. I'm still working from home. And then, you know, after maternity leave, we'll see, we'll probably go back to the office. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like what I've learned the most is, this taking care of me. I want to make sure I keep up with my therapist. I will never let that woman out of my sight. <laughs> She's going to be with me for life. Um, I also want to be less scheduled. You know, it was nice having more free time. Uh -huh. I used to be so booked with events every weekend. Where were we going? What were we doing? Yes. Um, and so it was nice to have a little just free time on the weekends just to hang as a family. So I want to keep that post-pandemic. Yes. Less, uh, like one thing a weekend. How about that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's something I think I'm taking away too is like when you're in the moment, be in the moment. And I think that's um, been a common thread with my friends is that, okay, so, and I feel like women are so, we're so bad at this. And I know I'm guilty of it, of like always, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Mm -hmm. Instead of like sitting in where you are and saying, okay, even when this is really hard, even when this feels crappy, whatever, like, okay, where's the good? what's the good? What can I take with me? What's the lesson? Um, what will I keep from this experience? Even if it's been a horrible experience, because there are probably some people listening that say, you know what? I can't find anything good out of the past year. It was hard. It was brutal. It kicked my butt, you know, whatever. Um, eventually there will be something, you know what I mean? There will be a takeaway. There will be something that makes you better that you can propel yourself forward. And I, I hope that this conversation, I mean, I'm honestly like about to cry cause I have not been in a room with like <laughs> three women <laughs> so long. I'm like, I, I feel this like tremendous sense of relief right now. Um, but I think, you know, the moral of the story is, so I, I asked all of these women that are participating in these shows here because they all have different stories to tell, but I think the common theme is they're not that different. Like they are, but the feelings 
are the same and the experiences and and a lot of us have the same feelings about trying to do it all, about what am I going to do, about fear, about um, always thinking five steps ahead because that's what we do. Um, so I think there's some sort of like solidarity and community in that. And if you're listening right now and, and maybe you had a great year, great pass on the love to other people and and take that great year with you. And if it was hard and brutal and totally kicked your butt, take that with you and just know that you're not alone and let's talk about it. Let's talk about it with each other or, you know, on social media or wherever you want to put that out there. Um, know that there are people out there sharing your experience and thinking of you and encouraging you and, and cheering you on as we all start this next chapter. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode was presented exclusively by Northside Hospital. We encourage you to share the message of this special episode on social media using the hashtag TalkAboutIt.